Tēnā mai, hāri mai ki tēnei hotaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Karen Hay with you this week for Wallace Chapman. On the programme today, we're asking, will the government's $53 million youth crime package work? We're talking about not charging nurses and midwives to get a degree. Free degrees. They're doing just that in Victoria and Australia. We're musing over whether four minutes of small talk is enough to get a handle on somebody. Apparently it is. The University of Otago is deciding whether to ban student-tutor relationships. Gil Elliott joins us. His daughter Sophie Elliott was murdered by her tutor who worked at the university. And on Thursday, the Sunscreen Protection Act becomes law. How will consumers be protected? And an alligator named Wally in the US is officially designated as an emotional support animal. We'll have a word, not with Wally, but with his friend Joe. And with us on the panel today, they're both on Zoom. Amy Carter, Chief Executive of the Christchurch Foundation. Kia ora, Amy. Kia ora. How's your day going? Oh, it's good. Enjoying the lovely sunshine after a very cold morning. Was it? Was there snow? Uh, yeah, as I drove into the city, there was definitely a few bits lying around. I took some lovely photos. Very, very pretty. Did you? And we've got yeah. Phil Taylor, partner at law firm Tompkins Wake. Afternoon, Phil. Afternoon, Karen. Great to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you. Where, whereabouts are you today? I'm in Auckland today, and it's a lovely, lovely, uh, almost spring day. That'd be small talk, wouldn't it? We've been doing very well at that. <laughs> yes. You can text me on 2101 from home or wherever you are on any of today's topics. Here's a question. Do you have an emotional support animal and who is it and why are they your emotional support? And on the subject of student loans and perhaps free degrees, do you remember the days before student loans when university was free? The 60s, perhaps it went into the 70s, uh, maybe early 80s it changed. I'm not sure what the date was. Someone will know. You got a bursary, an A or B bursary, if you passed your UE and they paid you. Well, most of it anyway. It's 13 minutes to four. You can text me on 2101. Side is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. It had to be blue, blue blay. So I say blue blay. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. And while that sounds very romantic, it's not all snowballs and snowmen. It's rather gender specific, isn't it? They should be snow persons. <laughs> Dunedin and Christchurch residents awoke to snow this morning as temperatures in the South Island took a plunge overnight. And with us on the line is RNZ reporter Tim Brown. Kia ora, Tim. Kia ora. Is there still snow about or has it started to melt? Oh, it's not so much that it started to melt. It's pretty much disappeared. Apart from a few patches up by Mount Cargo, it's all but gone around Dunedin by now. Was it nice this morning or hard work? It was uh, it was hard work. It was pretty icy. It was pretty treacherous out there. Although the snow really started to give way by about nine o'clock. So when schools were back by about ten thirty, eleven, it was all pretty clear. How have people been reacting, Tim? Well, a lot of excitement, obviously, amongst the kids who were able to get out and, and have a snow day first thing in the morning before getting along to school. But it wasn't all smiles and laughs. There was a, a bit of carnage on the roads as well. A few cars through fences, a few cars into the back of other cars, and a couple of Artera roads that were treated like car parks as people got out and just started walking last night. Gee. Did you get out yourself into the snow? I did get out, I had a wee frolic around, but it was really all work, no play, just catching up with uh, the kids who were out enjoying it before they had to get to school. 
Uh, what do you reckon, Phil? Do you think it should be a snow person? I think so. It's so exciting for, for Dunedin. I, I was at university there and I remember a snow day. Brilliant, brilliant days. Never a snow? Oh, you mean a snow day? It wasn't an official day. It was just a day it was snowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And Amy, yeah, the, 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 carry on, sorry. Oh, Phil? the streets just go so so quiet until until the snow starts to melt about 8, 8.30. It's, it, it's a brilliant day. Uh, Amy, I just asked Phil if it should be officially a snow person. What do you think? No gender? Uh, well, I, well, probably not in this day and age, so we are getting a bit carried away with some of these things, I think. But, um, you know, there's no reason why you couldn't make a snow lady, I suppose. A snow lady. <laughs> right. There's no lady like a snow lady? No. <laughs> um, it's fair to say, Tim, though, um, people are on tenterhooks about the weather around the country, aren't they? Like you said, there's disruption everywhere. There is disruption every, everywhere. Um, there's obviously a lot of issues for farmers this time of year, especially those who are into early lambing. And, and I guess that's where it will really be felt is out in those rural communities where uh, it's not so much fun, but it's uh, a cause for concern. Absolutely. So what's the rest of the day hold for you in the south? Well, the rest of the day, finish, finishing off work for, uh, for a checkpoint this evening, and, and then uh, I, I guess I'll get out and, and get some more firewood in so I can stay warm. Oh, have you got a fire? Absolutely. So when, you, when you say you're going to get out and get some more firewood, where are you going to get that from? Uh, well, I, I have to pop down to, to one of the, the local retailers and just get a trunk full because, unfortunately, uh, this cold winter means I've burnt through my actual stash far quicker than I should have. Yeah, that's going to cost you a bit, isn't it? It, it does cost a wee bit, but it's, uh, it, it's worth it, especially with weather like this. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Tim. Have a good night. Cheers. What about you, Phil? What have you got for heating in your house? Uh, we've got uh, heat pumps. Uh, we've got triple glazed windows, and I've got to say, it makes a huge difference. Just, triple just getting glazed. the uh, yeah insulation right in the first place. And, and Amy, you're in Christchurch, so do you have a fireplace or heat pump? No, we we, we got keen to get rid of those a few years ago because of the smog. So no, we're all heat right. pump, clean energy, and all that. But um, yeah, no, it was toasty and warm, but I'm sure they were all roaring around Christchurch this morning as we woke up to the cold. Mm. Yeah, what's the weather forecast in Christchurch for the next few days? Do you um, know? I think it's clear for the next few days, which is good. I suspect that the, the inland ski fields will be busy today. There might be a few people with a, a bit of an itchy throat or a cough and had to stay, stay at home. Uh, Pardon? I suspect today. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really say that? <laughs> That's one thing you've been... One thing you've been thinking about, Amy, but what else has been on your mind recently? Um, it's Will's Month, and it just um, comes around every year, and it suddenly reminds me that it's time to actually ensure that everything's up to date. And I think that uh, Will's are one of those things you sort of forget about until you need to pull it out of the closet or um, go and find the lawyer, and it's timely just to stop and think about whether it's time to update all of what, what you've got written down, or if you don't have one, ensure that you get one written up. Everybody should have one, no matter what their age. I mean, some people don't have anything to put in a will, do they? Oh, but sometimes it's the sentimental things. And I mean, Phil, given his profession, will be able to talk to this more. But, um, you know, sometimes it's, the, you know, the trinkets and those sorts of things that have been handed down that probably aren't worth much, but emotionally are worth way much more. So I don't think it's just about asset relocation. It's also thinking about legacy in every sense of that word. Yeah, that's a great idea. So Will's Month, it's just a, a made-up month, really, but it's a time that mm -hmm. we should be start thinking about, you know, whether we need to compose one. Can we do one at home? What do we need to do for that? We've got to actually do it officially, do we, Phil? You're a lawyer. 
Well, I've just, I was sharing with Amy before the program, we've actually got a bot on our website that um, you can do your own will, um, write your own will, and then you need to have it witnessed in front of two people that uh, aren't benefiting under the will. So, so it can be, if, if, if you don't have a trust, it can be done very stra straightforwardly. But I agree with Amy. It's something that you don't want to, when you think about your legacy and you want what you want to leave behind, you don't want to leave behind uh, an upset family with a whole bunch of work and a whole bunch of administration and, and mess. What about the, the things in terms of uh, your funeral arrangements and, and what you want to happen there? They often go as an adjunct to a will, don't they? Yeah, um, not not really my area, Karen, so I haven't done too many of these in my life, but um, certainly you want to leave instructions for people around what the nature of, of your funerals. There's so many different um, options now. Um, I, a, a great idea that I saw, which I, I'm quite uh, partial to, is you send your ashes up in a, in a firework. And apparently they never come down again. So, you know, there's there's all sorts of things that you can think about and, and, and leave uh, directions for your executors. I think they do come down again. You re where do you think they go? <laughs> I mean, they do actually land somewhere. I, 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 I don't understand the laws of physics, Karen. Just well, that one's pretty, I've got a pretty very easy. dark story about that. My father, when he passed, had quite specific instructions about being sprinkled a, a tailor's mistake on the left point when it was at least six foot and offshore uh, and so you can guess what he liked to do um, and so we waited for a while we lived in the in the in the corridor of my mother's house for, for a year or so until there was the right connections and my mother and I dutifully went down on the day with a bottle of champagne and, and, and faced out to sea with the wind behind him and dutifully threw him into the ocean and there was a gust that came the other way and our <laughs> champagne and us were completely covered in dead. <laughs> <laughs> he would have loved that, wouldn't he? Yes, I think he would have thought it was a great joke. Yes. I would have seen the humour. He probably wanted the wind to be blowing from that direction. Uh, this question says, where do you keep your will? I suppose you just keep it at home, don't you? That'd be right, Amy? You just keep it you know, yeah, in a drawer um, or something? The, oh, no, I, I think you could do. I've got mine at the lawyers just because I'm not very good at I yep. can seem to lose paperwork. And especially after... I think the earthquakes in Christchurch were a little bit aware of how quickly you cannot access some of those things. I still can't find our marriage certificate. Um, so I think keeping it somewhere safe where it's suitably protected is very sensible. Yeah, that's a good idea. Most lawyers, lawyers keep them in a, in a strong room um, and then nervously turn up to the funeral and hope that there's no other lawyers there to make sure they had the last will. <laughs> Not their own. You mean someone else's, <laughs> right? Yeah. All right, Phil, and what have you been thinking about lately? I've been thinking about the um, power of positive thinking, I guess potentially the opposite of a will, but not really. Um, so uh, for me, it's just amazing what a difference it can make to your life to, to really focus and work on thinking positively. But I do also have to acknowledge that there are people, because of their background, because of their upbringing, because of their circumstances, that it isn't just as easy as that, um, that it just um, you can't just decide to, to get your life in order. But for those of us that are lucky enough to have had the um, benefits of stable upbringing, loving parents, that sort of thing, it can make a huge difference to your life and it's worth concentrating on and figuring out a way to bring that into your life. 
Are you thinking about the book by uh, uh, Norman Peel, 1950s book, The Power of Positive Thinking, or just the general you know, thought patterns that go with looking for the positives in things? Yeah, absolutely. Just, just the, just the thought patterns. I'm not familiar with that book, but I'm sure there's there's an underlying um, literature that's that's probably uh, been developed off the back of that thinking, and uh, I can really see it playing playing out um, positively around me and people that I associate with in in my own life. Can you give us an example of that where you've changed your thinking when you might have gone negatively? Well, I, I just think it's you know there there are just periods in your life where maybe you're not you're not focusing on it and things all seem very hard and and um, uh, it, it, you you don't have as much energy and your relationships aren't perhaps going as well as they might. But then days where you know you're really on form, you've really got your thinking straight, and everything just seems to be going well. And you think that's just because of your thinking? You think positively, so things are going to go well. Yep. Yep, and and you're more, and 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 possibly when you're not thinking positive, positively, things are actually going well. You're just not thinking about them. You're not aware of them. Right, Amy. What about you in terms of how you mentally approach the day? Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said, and I think um, we hear more and more about the power of positivity and being present. And I think we hear that, you know, with the impact of social media and constantly having our phones on, which I can be guilty of. Uh, I think the fact that you, you live in the moment a little bit more, you seem to be more aware of, of what's going on around you and how that how you could make the most of the opportunities that are there. So I think there's a lot to be said for that. And, um, yeah, I, I'm a half-full person, not empty glass. So it's interesting how some people sort of view the world differently, but... Um, I've always found that the more positively I'm thinking and feeling, the more everything else sort of seems to flow. The power of yeah. positive thinking. That is yeah. a book, uh, by the way, that, you know, it's from that Tony Robbins sort of vein, Phil, that one. But you haven't read any yeah. of those self-help yeah. books. Well, I'm, I've read some, some elements of the, of the genres, but I, I guess it's more around um, the, the science of gratitude and, as Amy alluded to, mindfulness and being present in the moment and and, and these sorts of things which are all scientifically backed.